I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you never want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing? Singing the song of angry men. It is a duty all the people do. And must be saved again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums. There is a light about to start and tomorrow for a militia. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. All the times that I've gone down The wrong roads in life The wrong turns I've taken The only ones I get right I ain't one for folding The hand I've been dealt All the games I've been playing But I forgot how it felt To have the wind in my back and the sun on my face The storm clouds behind me And I'm still in the race I got my windows rolled down 
it's like to feel good in my skin Cause I'd give everything to feel anything again All the years chasing sad songs It sure takes a toll On the ones you leave waiting When are you coming home? I'm fading and jaded And frayed at both ends And just looking to get high With some help from my friends With the wind in my back And the sun on my face The storm clouds behind me And I'm still in the race I got my windows rolled down And the rain pouring in Forgot what it's like To feel good in my skin I'd give everything To feel anything With the wind in my back And the sun on my face The good Lord above me Trying to show me Back fuckers to another edition of the Patriot Party podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half, Lynn. Why does it sound weird? Why can't I hear myself? Oh, this is weird. Uh, check this. Check the sound. Mm, hold on. I think it's just on our end. I don't think it's on the output end. Can you guys hear us? Mm, we sound a little weird. Mm, you sound better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we okay. go. Can you guys hear us? The computer was shut down, so we all day probably should check check the, the settings. Sound. Yeah, because I bet it reverted back because it always does. Yes, we're five nope, by five. We're good. We're, we we're are five eight. by five. Excellent. All right, fantastic. Fucking a. Some things <laughs> still work. No you know what I know is not going to work though. This stream deck. Yep. Because I shut the computer down all day yeah. today. 
Oh, mm-hmm. look, it's Sparky's first anniversary tomorrow. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that means. Oh. Sparky, yeah. Uh, it's probably when Sparky came out as a unicorn. As a sparkled unicorn or as a speckled unicorn? A sparkly unicorn. Okay. Well, he's sparkly. Obviously. So. He's got to be shiny. He's got to be sparkly. Sparkly. Sunshine sparkles. It is that month. Please don't ever do that again. Well, it's sunshine and ever. sparkles. Oh, Come wow. on. Jesus. Look, I served around sailors. I can say that. Apparently. Ah, oh, okay. So how's your day today, babe? It's normal. A day. Normal? Yep. You worked? Yep. A little bit. Yep. Me What'd too? you do? Finished my second planter bed. Your shit'll be more interesting. So yeah. Finished my second planter bed and cleaned up some more in the back and pruned some tomatoes and you know, good stuff. Apparently other people are doing the same thing because Leanna was talking about it before. She's got her babies sprouting. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. I, I don't remember what you had sprouting, Leanna, but you can educate her in the chat. I don't remember where it was. It That's was all good. somewhere over here. Um, there it is. Brussels sprouts and her cucumbers Very nice. are making their first appearance. Welcome. Mm. Welcome to the earth to be eaten soon. Enjoy. I think our cucumbers are going to be pretty big. We've got some big ones growing up already. So are you going to make them vibrate? <laughs> I was going to pickle them for you, but maybe now I will make them vibrate. That's how they used to make dildos back in the day. Yes, hollow them out and put bees inside. Them. No, they did that with wooden sticks. Well, they did that too after they realized that the wooden sticks lasted longer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm just saying. I just, I was just pointing something out. I, why are you going after me with it? Holy shit. You're giving me that look. Look, I have fucking a 13 year old sense of humor. It, this is true. And goodbye to the Karen on Rumble. Thank you for trying to tell us how to do our show, but we're not going to change. So tough shit. We told you that in the beginning. We told we say that every show that we use fuck. We use the English language, every word of it. Not just certain ones, not just the ones you want and don't want to hear either. So we use them all. Yeah, yeah. we. God doesn't get pissed off. Trust me, not at that. There's a lot of sh- shit God gets pissed off. I'm not pretty that. sure that's not one of them. Nope. Pretty sure that's pretty much right. So I want to play a game. I kind of wanted to start out playing a game. You want to play a game? Yes. Do you want to play a game? Uh, sure. I have a game that we can play. Uh-oh. Yes. No, no. This is, this is, this is, this is important. This is very important. So I'm going to bring up three topics and I want everybody in the comments to respond what all three of these things have in common. If you can figure this out without any prompting from me, you might be a fucking genius because I've been working on this all motherfucking day and it's taken me all day to come up with this theory. And this theory is not so much new, but we have more confirmation to it. So let me play this first. I want CNN to talk about it. I want CNN to talk about what's going on. Okay, real quick, because John just contributed to the chat. He said, uh, I just dialed into the discussion of homegrown bee dildos. Actually, I'm about to plant some gourd seeds, and I found some wild bees. They were pollinating our, the ground? our uh, west garden today. Oh. So... Mm. 
I th that could be an interesting thing to sell at the farmer's market. <laughs> Hun, you're not supposed to turn the farmer's market into Target, babe. <laughs> you're not supposed to go Bud Light there. That's the last place you do it. Oh, anyway. You don't tune into the farmer's market to go all Bud Light. But I am going to plant gourd and loofah seeds over in the, the arches on the cattle panels by the cucumbers. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Well, then we can have our own sponges and we can like make our own scoopers and bowls and all kinds of good shit, spoons and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And be dildos. Apparently. <laughs> that was just for you, John. Anywho. Gotta love the be dildos. Oh, okay. They was buzz. But anyway, we're going to start with this video. All right. This has something to do with it. I'll give you the two other topics after this video is done. But I want CNN to tell you why this show is a na named again. It should have been again, comma, really? With a question mark? So, and we're going to get into this. We're going to get into some other topics. But I'm going to ask you to keep in mind. I want you to keep in the back of your head. What do all three of these things have in common? Okay? And I will, I will show you. I will point it out. But the top story that broke... Today, this morning, first thing, it was 5.30 when I heard it. Oh, my God, Fox News jumping through their shit. This is what we saw. Where was this meeting? What was it about? This meeting was back in the summer of 2021 at Trump's Bedminster Golf Club. And among the people in attendance were several Trump aides and two people working on an autobiography of Mark Meadows. Now, Mark Meadows was not in attendance at this meeting. But during this time, Trump was in the habit of having his aides record any conversations with journalists, writers, or people working on books. Now, sources tell us that on this tape, uh, Trump uh, it says that he has a classified Pentagon document describing a possible attack on Iran. We're also told that you can hear a paper rustling. It appears that he might be waving something around, though it's unclear if he's waving this document that he's referring to or if he's waving something else. Now, perhaps more importantly for investigators on this recording, you can hear Trump suggest that he would like to share this information with the people he's speaking with. But he acknowledges that there are limits to his power to declassify post-presidency. And as one source told me, that is a real problem. That's a real problem because it undercuts his entire argument. Now, Caitlin, what are investigators doing now that they have this recording. Well, Jake, they're building up an investigation around it. So they have this audio recording. They were able to get it. And that is a very. Okay. I'm not going to make you listen to this whole CNN clip. Okay. Thank God. However. Okay. Let me, let me, let me ask you something. What does that. The fuck? Sorry. I don't know why I said that. What are you doing? I, someone. Okay. And then um, anyway, it. so what does this and what does this actually two things have in common? Hmm. So breadcrumbs from an FBI source lead to a bigger Biden scandal. Bread, breadcrumbs from a buried FBI source may lead to a bigger Biden scandal, according to whistleblowers that are in connection with the evidence. Senators Chuck Grassley and James Comer have brought their shovels ready to dig some shit up. Yep, mm -hmm. they have been. They've been trying to get a specific document 
Now, it's an FD Form 1023. Mick, how do you know what an FD Form 1023 is? Well, I used to work for the federal government, and one of the jobs I did, I worked with human sources, directly classified confidential human sources. <laughs> now, none of mine were American citizens. All of my sources had to be foreigners. However, the FBI was allowed to get Americans. So I've seen this form. I know how they fill it out, and I know what it's used for. Normally, when you fill out an FD-1023, you're filling it out. This is for a clandestine human source who has been reporting accurately and consistently for well over 10 meetings. That is the minimum that they use it for. After 10 meetings, meaning all, all his information checks out, you have vetted the information he has provided. If I told you that, hon, what would that tell you? What would that tell you about that source? That was a legitimate source. He's what? What um, word would you use? Has an R. He is reliable, correct? Okay. He is a reliable source sure. who brings information that can be acted on every time he walks through the door. Yeah. Normally they pay them. What does an F F FD 1023 do? It is more or less a payment voucher for that source and his work. Mm. What did I always tell you? Go get the money, go after the money, follow the money. The money will always show you. What is the problem with this? Why is this an issue? This source is well-documented for being an accurate person. He doesn't lie, which means at the base of this, the FBI took this motherfucker and buried him in a basement and didn't talk about it. And there is actual information out there that actually shows you that this dude is legit and Biden's a criminal. That is the end state. The FBI didn't even do their job based on political affiliation, which we've all known. We've all been aware of that. I'm not saying we're not. But that's what that means. And this article by Margot Cleveland that's in in this Substack. Substack is really good. She brings up this 1023 and why it's such a big deal. Why they understand Christopher Ray has been subpoenaed now twice for this document. Both subpoenas, he has told the government to fuck off. Is that the one that I printed? No, this is the one I printed. Not only that, um, it's also part of this 1023, this original 1023 with this source. When he first came to the FBI, he said he wanted to talk about how the Biden crime family was about to get $5 million from overseas accounts. Tell me something, hon. Mm -hmm. What is the one, pretty much the one staple I live on that like, I never ask a question that I what? Don't know the answer to. Already, correct? Yeah. Okay. You're like a lawyer like that. So when James Comer got this information and Chuck Grassley got this information from this whistleblower, mm -hmm. what do you think they did? Do you think they actually vetted the information? I would hope so. So what if they went and found the bank accounts first before even Joe Biden knew that this guy had come forward and the bank accounts were still active? Then what they would could, they get? They, they could get any incoming and outgoing 
transactions like current in real time. Do you think James Comer's a fucking moron? No. How many law degrees does James James Comer have? Just I'm asking. I don't know. Probably fuck three. Two. He has okay. two. He has his juris doctorate, <coughs> or his jurisprudent, and his juris doctorate. Okay. Um, he has a master's degree in law. Uh -huh. The first place he went were those banks. He confirmed that the accounts existed. Then he got warrants for each one of the accounts. How do I know that? Oh, it's in there. It's right here because. We talked about it the other night. Yeah. Because he late. Remember when I said this is the most Last night. the yeah. most important part of this? He just asked the most important question. He answered it. He did answer it because he said, I went after all of that shit first before they could cut the accounts. So he's got all the background. Well, Mick, okay, that's really interesting. But what does that have to do with Trump? Isn't it weird when I went back and I started doing some digging, just some homework today, folks, just a little bit. All I had to do is go back a couple like news flashes from when Trump dropped, like shit dropped about Trump, right? Guess what? Every time some shit dropped about Trump the last 12 months, something bad about Biden came out the same day. Well, of course. And the Trump shit dropped before the Biden shit from the same DOJ. Yep. Hmm. I don't know about you all. Distraction, anyone? Not, no, no, no. I, I think it is. Yes, yes. I think it is distraction. Yeah. But I also think that it also shows um, the rest of the American people that this whole thing with Trump and the... Do you think anybody's going to believe this? No, it's all projection and everyone sees it. it, it it's, Everything they blame Trump, they blame Trump for... Joe they've Biden's done doing. at some point Joe Biden's doing either actively or has in the past. Yes, exactly. They don't know what else to blame Trump for except stuff. They already have evidence of, but on their own behalf, on their own account. So let me boil this one down before we move on, but let me boil this one down right now. James Comer and Chuck Grassley from the warrants. I was able to look up online and from two sources I've got that work over towards their offices. I can't say that. They don't work in their offices, unfortunately. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, I called around. I got some answers today for questions that I'd asked a couple of days ago. But one of the big ones I got is not only are they aware of this, Ron Johnson is also aware of the money as well. Ron Johnson's been working. Another side of the money is the money that Biden corruption family or whatever, corporation, whatever you want to call it, the Biden family regime has taken in in the last year. So this is really crazy because if you go back, Donald Trump, and I, I hate to say this, but I have to because it's true and nobody can lie about it. Donald Trump was the only president to walk out of the presidency losing money. Absolutely. Every other president came in broker than fuck, walked out millionaire. Well, they weren't broker than fuck. They came in with like a million yeah, dollars. A million dollars. Walked out with like a hundred million. Like a hundred million. Yeah. Like the worst one was Obama. He walked in with only like, I think he had, his net worth was $2.1 million when he walked into office. When he left office, his net worth was $242,697,000. How is that possible? Really if, makes as a public me want servant, you to run for president. As a fucking public servant. I, I mean, seriously. Speaking engagements, you know. But Donald Trump. How much did Biden get paid to fall down on, on his face? And we'll get graduation? to that. But Donald Trump walked into office. He walked out of office minus 
uh, almost $104 million. Well, he didn't take a salary. He had to divest himself of most of his business interests. And then he had a shit ton of legal fees on top of it. Yep. That's what happens. I, uh, just saying. Play this clip because it goes right along with what you're talking about. This, this shit is crazy, but. I mean, I, I know it's a breaking point for everybody. And I know the breaking point's different. I know I can't yell at everybody as I've been told, but I, I think that's bullshit. No, people got to see that. We, it, it's funny because I, I wanted to do this on purpose for two reasons. Uh, kind of one of them is a childish kind of selfish reason. Gee, you know, why the fuck I'm doing it? So I just stole it from your boss and I don't give a flying fuck. And uh, he stole our shit. And I'm stealing his. Fuck him. Um, number two. The second part of this is when you watch this and, and, and you think about everything that has been done to us in the last three years, and I say three years because it really started the year before Trump got out of office. So you think about it that last year of Trump's presidency and then the first two years of fucking this moron. And and you, you think about it, right? You're looking at it. You want to like, you want to, just wrap people in the heads with steel bars. Trust me, I hear it every day. Um, Liana says every morning that she's ready. All she needs is a pickup truck show up outside her house. I don't know if we're going to have that time, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's going to be like that. I hope it's. I hope it is. But I, I don't know if it's going to be like that. But if you're still convinced that there's somebody coming to save us, this is not the show for you. And I don't like talking people out of my show, but this is not the show for you because we are not convinced anybody's coming to save us. No. We are 100% convinced that we are here to save ourselves. Absolutely. That is the reason that we're here. There's nothing else this government can do. We are fucked. This whole thing with gay rights and the trans shit and this whole movement that's going on right now, it's because it wasn't becoming mainstream enough, fast enough for them. So what did they have to do? They had to start forcing it down our throats, our kids' throats, your throat. Every time you turn around, it's trans rights this, gay rights that, fucking dildos here, fucking gay pride parades here. This shit hasn't changed. Nothing's going to stop until you make it stop. There's nobody that can stand in the fucking breach for us here. The only, the reason I say this is because guess what else is all kind of interlinked with this? Bud Light and Target. Those are two perfect examples of enough, un, enough being enough. Bud Light just released the numbers that they were fearing. They lost in grand total this past weekend, $63.3 billion. Ooh, that's a lot of money. That's what they lost. Just. That's a lot of money. Just throwing it out there so you're all aware. Bye-bye, Anheuser-Busch. I, I don't know if... Right now, do you know what the number one beer in America is? Yingling? No. Coors? No. Miller Lite? No. What? Modelo. That's an Anheuser-Busch. It is outside the United States. Inside the United States, it's Crown Royal Brewing that serves it. I did not know that. I was told it was Anheuser-Busch. That's why I quit drinking it. Shit, I'll go back and drink Modelo's. I didn't know that. This shit's way cheaper than fucking... England. But anyway, yeah, that's didn't know that. Little did I know, but the number one beer in America right now is Modelo. Had no idea. Did you guys? Weird. Not bad. It's good beer. 
Glad you it's know, no longer associated with Anheuser-Busch. I have considered the same thing. What's that? Leo said, I'm getting close to stopping watching everything and just spending my day sitting on my front porch waiting. I mean, I won't be sitting on the front porch waiting. I'll be in the gardens waiting. But, you know, I've seriously considered like, like we're almost there. The time for talking is almost over. Yeah. Like. Start getting your compounds ready, folks. Yeah. They already did. No, no, no. They already started the social credit score. Oh, yeah. There's ESG factors. Okay. This is all included in this new conspiracy theory. But this all goes back to Joe Biden. Everything goes back to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, whatever. The whole crime family. No matter how you turn this on its head, whether it's going after Trump right now, it's still going after Joe Biden. Whether you go after the border, Joe Biden again. Why? China's all over that one. Guess who's not denying that he has three flags, by the way, on his banner? Ron DeSantis. Yes. He came out and said that today. He said, yeah, so? It's an American flag. I said, no, it's not. You're missing a bunch of reds and a bunch of whites. Just throwing it out there, bro. Uh, so is there anything about this recording? There might be. Hey, you know how many? Hey, guys, I, I'm just asking for a friend. How many times have I sat here on camera and waved a piece of paper and said, it could have been this document. It's classified. Remember when I did the whole classified markings thing and I showed it on? Did that make that document classified? And what do we know about Donald Trump that Joe Biden never had the power to do? Because I know you guys listen to that show and I know you guys know that show better than I do. What, what was the one thing we learned? Donald Trump, even still as a former president, had declassification authority. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. What did Joe Biden never have? declassification authority ever even as vice president he did not have declassification authority how does a past president have declassification authority the president has declassification authority so, as long as it's paperwork within his term he has declassification authority he can declassify things so if he classified it he can declassify it even after he's out of office correct unless the sitting president reclassified it i see the only way that that can be stopped is a sitting president could say, nope, that is still staying classified. Okay. So, but 90% of it, if it's in his administration, the sitting president doesn't give a fuck. You know how many times I would respond to an Obama email if I were Trump and I was sitting in his office after he had left the office? I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, sorry, Bart. Your shit's going direct. Matter of fact, I'm typing up a rule in my Outlook to ensure that his emails, as they come into my email server, go directly to the trash. Okay, I have another story for you. And this seems... I'm not... Oh, salty curmudgeon. I'm not saying that Trump is not playing his part. Uh, I am is. literally just saying that I think it's weird that every time that I've gone back in the la over the last year and there was shit about Trump the same day there was shit about Biden. Okay. So I, I have another story for you and it, and it seems rather tangential, but it, it kind of clicked a puzzle piece in my head. Okay. And this was from, uh, um, coffee and COVID 2023. Uh, from Jeff Childers, just one of the substacks I follow. All right. Uh, the world news and commentary section of his daily substack. <clears throat> Holy bobbing borscht, Batman. It's Ukraine again. 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 Remember last September's 
bizarre cannibal DA story from Utah County. Yep. Remember that? Yep. It should jog, jog your memory. It's not a headline you see every day. Utah County attorney says he's been wrongly accused of cannibalism. <clears throat> Weird, huh? Last fall, the local Utah County Sheriff's Department was in. Before you continue, just remind me to tell you why that story's even weirder than that. Oh, oh yeah, no. Because it, it gets even it, weirder it, than it that. It might, I think I'm going to get into that. I doubt it. Last fall, the local Utah County Sheriff's Department was investigating local DA David Levitt for, and I'm not making this up, being involved in a ritualistic occult pedophile ring. David jumped the gun after finding out he was under investigation and preemptively denied accusations of eating babies awkwardly before anyone had accused him, which raised some eyebrows. Still, for some reason, 33% of Utah County Republicans voted for his reelection. Mercifully, David was primaried and is no longer the DA. It makes for a fascinating, if disturbing tale, and I hope someone writes a book about it someday. Reliable information about the sordid story has been hard to get a hold of, but from various news reports I get stitched together, it involves a cast of characters not even Hollywood can make up. A baby trading scheme with a now-jailed Native American Indian chief, wherein Levitt purchased a daughter in exchange for a used car. A peyote-fueled gay hypnotherapist, now arrested for abusing hypnotized patients a bigger-than-life scam to bilk the federal government for funding shipments of live bus buffalo to Eastern Europe from Native American lands, and the weirdest, timeliest connection of all. Levitt's business partner was the former president of, wait for it, Ukraine, Viktor Yushchenko. <laughs> no fucking way! Yeah. You know! No! <laughs> You guys know who old Victor is. Victor Yushchenko wasn't just any former Ukrainian president. He was instrumental in the deep state-fueled Orange Revolution, which toppled Ukraine's democratically elected but inconveniently pro-Russian Victor uh, Yanukovych, Yanukovych and ultimately wound up installing actor qua war leader Zelensky for some unexplained reason. After Yushchenko finished assisting the U.S. deep state in overthrowing Yankovich, he moved on to Utah. The former Ukrainian National Bank president somehow got wrapped up with disgraced baby-trading Utah District Attorney David Levitt, who stands credibly accused of involvement in a large satanic pedophile ring, not to mention the cannibalism thing or the buffalo scam, in which the two partners intended to ship the hapless, woolly animals to Ukraine. And who knows what would happen to the poor beasts once they got there. Oh, they'd be used like fucking mammoths in fucking Star Wars and shit. We'd be riding them and shit. Stand by. Are you ready for me to blow your mind even worse? Uh -huh. You know who David Lovett is the son of? Huh. Disgraced. Uh, I believe it was Texas DA. Uh, Kyle Lovett. Levitt. Levitt. Le it's L-E-A-V-I-T-T. Yeah. Anyway, he was the guy that got Chris Hansen. And um, whatchamacallit taken down off the air because to, to catch a predator because that DA showed up at the house mm -hmm. and got out of the house before the sheriffs could grab him. And he made it back to his car, got a gun, came back into the house and shot himself on live TV. Oh, That's right. Chris Hansen and to catch a predator went away. Yeah. Okay. I've been trying to get an update on the Levitt story for a while, but either the sheriff's office is being understandably tight-lipped or the whole thing has disappeared like the morning dew in Moab, which is exactly what these kind of stories always do. 
which brings us to current events. This is where it ties in with what you were talking about. This morning, I was updating this week's evolving story about FBI Director Chris Ray's pending contempt charges in the House of Representatives when I nearly fell out of my chair. Let me bring you up to date first, though, in case you missed the story somehow. This week, we've been following the story of a document or documents that House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer subpoenaed from the FBI. Comer has said the documents reflect a credible report of a pay-to-play bribery scheme involving Joe Biden, which just seems totally out of character for Joe, but you never know, I guess. <laughs> I love this dude's writing's hysterical. On Tuesday, the FBI finally flat out refused to surrender the document, so Comer said, fine, we'll hold Ray in contempt. And late yesterday, news surfaced that, Ray, that Ray had offered to let Comer come and see the document, but not have it to take back. Correct. Here's the CNN headline from mid-evening yesterday. FBI director speaks with congressional Republicans about Biden document dispute. It's a horrible offer and Comer shouldn't take it because Comer has no way to investigate the document's authenticity. They could put anything in front of Comer. He's not an expert in documents or international bribery schemes. My lawyer instincts suggest Ray's offer is a trick or a trap of some kind, maybe an attempt to deflect or defuse the conflict with the House or maybe just to create an excuse for the FBI to claim it tried to work with the House and tried to propose a reasonable compromise that would satisfy the subpoena. But that wasn't the craziest part. I was reading along, making my notes, when my coffee cup struck the desk in shock, and I felt a kind of electric shock as I read the following paragraph from last night's CNN story. The allegations of wrongdoing by the then-Vice President, many originating from sources in Ukraine were dubious enough that Attorney General William Barr in early 2020 directed that they be reviewed by a U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh, in part because Barr was concerned that Giuliani's document traced tran tra tranche could taint the ongoing Hunter Biden investigation overseen by the Delaware U.S. attorney. Barr told reporters at the time why he was being cautious. We can't take anything we received from Ukraine at face value. Katya, hold the chicken, Kiev. I rubbed my throbbing eyes in disbelief. What did CNN just casually say? CNN said that the documents that the House wants came from Ukraine. Ukraine, again. And it said Bill Barr got them from Rudy Giuliani before the election. And then Bill Barr buried the incriminating documents under a government buffalo pen in Philadelphia underneath a stack of cow patties so deep that even now the House is struggling to dig them out of the FBI's top secret manure mound. You'll remember, I'm sure the deep state's allergic reaction to Trump's single phone call asking Ukraine for information about Joe Biden's activities there, which lead to Trump's impeachment circus number one. They called Trump's call, call election interference, kind of like how burying the Hunter Biden laptop story was election interference, but the good kind. But I digress. And I'm also sure you will keenly recall Joe Biden's famous hot mic brag that he extorted Ukraine into firing its prosecutor general. Victor Shokin, who is allegedly investigating him for bribery, and who knows what else. But that was not a hot mic. That was maybe he said. Yeah, that, you know, he straight he up just said straight it. Up yeah. said it. Maybe cannibalistic pedophile stuff. Who knows? And and who did he have that conversation with? Yeah, <laughs> Brian Yushchenko. Brian and Brian Auten. But he was telling about the conversation he had with Yushchenko. Yeah, I know, but that was Brian Auten that was sitting on stage with him. Yushchenko, who's hooked up with David Levitt in Utah, eating babies and selling buffalo. What the fuck? And Brian Auten, who's the guy who started this whole investigation into Trump. Everything goes back to the Bureau. Nothing. This is. This is the reason revolution is needed.
because there's no way we can get past this is oh. you're going <laughs> just whatever just saying this is ridiculous. This is all tied together. And why are they doing this? Because this shows you the FBI has been taken over by Joe Biden and his cronies. They are directing it at their political enemies. The complete reason that they're not supposed to do that, the whole thing that they're not supposed to do is investigate their political enemies. And they're doing it and have been doing it for the better part of probably half a decade. But I would have to say for the better part of the last three years, for sure. Honestly, that we know for a fact because I can prove it. Honestly, y'all, I, I hate to say this, but I need y'all to stop watching us because we're getting too big and we're going to end up like with the FBI at our door pretty soon. Considered a political enemy of the state. Good. I maybe that. So I need y'all to stop no, watching us. No, like maybe, we need our numbers to shrink. No, maybe that'll wake people up. Maybe because when they show up at the door, you know that's going to be fucking fireworks like the Fourth oh, of fucking July. For fuck's so. sake, no shit. Because I, I, I'm going to know they're coming from a long ways away off before they even get here. It'll be ugly because I ain't going out fucking nice. I know. Anyway, did we play this yet? I don't think so. I'll go swinging. No, I don't think we. Have. No, we didn't. With us now from the House Oversight Chairman James Comer. Congressman, it's good to see you. So you and Senator Grassley spoke to FBI Director Christopher Wray about that FBI document that you subpoenaed, an FBI whistleblower says, shows then-Vice President Biden engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national to change U.S. policy. What happened today? Well, essentially, he finally admitted that the document does exist, which uh, was good because that's what the whistleblower claimed. Uh, now it's taken Director Ray 35 to 40 days to admit that the document even exists. But we didn't find out. Uh, the most important thing is uh, what has the FBI done to investigate the validity of the claim? That's what we need to know moving forward. Has the FBI investigated this claim? Because I explained to Director Ray, this is consistent with a pattern that we found with Joe Biden when he was vice president, leaving a country after presenting a foreign aid check. Uh, soon afterwards, his family started receiving money through shell companies they created that was then laundered down to Biden family accounts. So uh, I think what, the director what, sorry, understood what, what the severity. Country, what foreign country are you talking, referring to? I have it. This, I, the, the one earlier where the, the vice president Ukraine. left the country and then money went to the family was Romania. I talked about that in the Ukraine. Ukraine. Ukraine is the new one. Just in case you're wondering, Ukraine is the new one. He let it slip today. So just so you're aware, he already said it today. This was not the interview, unfortunately. It's a little bit later, but it was Ukraine. Ukraine is the new one. Joe Biden has been collecting money from Ukraine since 2018. Why? Why did Joe Biden all of a sudden start getting money? Oh, Zelensky was installed. Oh, that's that, that makes sense. Press conference. I haven't yet disclosed what this new country is, but it's another country. The claim was made when Joe Biden was vice president. So the FBI has had ample time to investigate this, but yet we've seen nothing. And, you know, the, the director's been very vague, been very patronizing with both Senator Grassley and I. And I made it clear once again to Senator Grassley, if we didn't have this document in my hand by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, then the House Oversight Committee will vote to hold him in contempt of Congress. And Speaker McCarthy. And I don't give a shit what that bitch has to say, but this is true. He's right. 
He should hold them in contempt, and there better be a fucking raid, and this guy better fucking go to jail. Absolutely. They set oh, a precedent. Hey, oh, by the way, guess what? If Director Ray is arrested by Congress, Director Ray is no longer in charge of the FBI. Out he goes. He immediately. is immediately placed on leave. Immediately. Mm -hmm. All his clearances are revoked. He is considered at that point being charged with the crime. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how low the crime is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. Also, an OPR investigation starts, which that'll be even worse for him because those are all the motherfuckers that he's been trying to fuck over for the last year. What's so, OPR? Office of Professional Review. Uh, like They're I, like, the like the IA IA? for the FBI. They're the yeah. internal affairs for the FBI. Those guys nice. have been fucked over for the last year. Do you think when given the opportunity to fuck the director directly in the ass after you've been fucked over and, and said that you were a liar and everything. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. They're going to enjoy the shit out of this one. Yeah, Trust are. me, those guys don't fuck around. Because remember, OPR and the FBI, when you join the FBI, it's kind of like the Army. You basically enlist, more or less, in a way. You're more of an officer in the FBI, but whatever. You're a part of the FBI. Uh, if you fuck up on the job and let's say the threshold in which you fuck up might not be that bad for like, let's say if I did it, wouldn't be a big deal. But because you're a federal agent amplified like 22 times, like it should be. And if you fuck up, you can be charged with a crime by OPR. OPR can charge and hold you as a criminal <laughs> if what if they feel what you did is illegal probably the assistant director would be named the acting director actually it would be the uh, no because the assisting director would be actually running the investigation so it would be the it's like the under because it's a puzzle palace trying to figure out who would actually take charges they take a, a special like a, agent in charge from another field. No, office it's a personnel. Like it's a personnel guy. It's like a. It's a guy that has very little to do with the actual huh. investigating arm of the bureau, but actually has a lot to do with like the beans and the the, the bullets. Political commissar. I guess you could call it that. Yeah, okay. that's that's a good idea. <sighs> All right. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> moving so, right along to, I'm guessing this is Joe, fuck around and find out. This is fucking because and find out. I actually. I don't, we got to start a new Foldy. What's that? Um, karma. I mean, it, it, this is karma. It is. This is karma. This isn't fuck around and find out. This is karma. Mm -mm -mm. So let's, this one we're going to reclassify. It's going to go in a new Foldy. We're going to call it karma. Okay. So this is karma. Okay. She didn't get to Again. Hold on, going back. A little bit further. And down he goes. I've fallen and I can't get up. Exactly. Wait, play the next one. We get a different angle of it too. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Where's my medical alert? Uh, Let me press my alert. <laughs> Jill, where are you? <laughs> she ran away. Just like the graduate.
What's he doing with this? What is he gonna sniff his hair? Oh, dude, I love your arm. Your arm's so beasty. Thank you, sir. Oh yeah. Woo! Yeah, you can't see anything. I know. Hold on, but watch the reactions. Oh, okay. Did he die? Oh, I'm hoping. Please, Lord and baby Jesus. Oh no, he's all right. Damn. They're like, nope. We're getting. Nope. We're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is classic. Oh, this, is, this is hysterical. Just like, oh. This makes me giggle. This is like complete karma. <clears throat> Trump, and Trump responded to it, Biden falling. It, it's like, it, it's it's a good sum up to his whole presidency. He couldn't even get up by himself. He, I know. Like he tried. He had like he eight people down. around him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't get up. It was like when Hillary fell trying to get into the van. So, folks, mm. Joe Ridley, should he really be a president? And it wasn't like he had anything to trip over there. It's probably a cord tape down. Mm. But he's he's old. He's really old. You can see it. This is abuse. <clears throat> what we're doing really to this is. guy is abuse. Older abuse all the way. Not that he doesn't deserve it. But. I mean, uh, correct. That's why I don't feel bad for him because he does deserve it. But it's it's elder abuse. No matter how you look at this, this is elder abuse. What we're doing to this guy, I don't care who you are, this is mean. You wouldn't do I would hate to see my dad like this. I'd beat the shit of my out of my dad if I saw him like this. But that's the difference between us and them. Oh, it was a sandbag. There was a why the fuck would there the be a sandbag, a sandbag in the middle of the stage? All right, so wait a minute. If there was a sandbag there, then someone put that shit there on purpose. Dude, there's so did I tell you that I have a, a new possible new source? I haven't vetted the information yet. I'm still waiting to. Maybe we've got some guys who <laughs> listen to this. So maybe you guys can help me with this. I had a guy reach out. He works for, I'm, I'm not going to say where. He works for a railroad company. Okay. Because he heard us say something about the derailers. Yeah. Okay. This rail, I'm waiting for the memorandum. He got a memorandum from his company. And it talked about, Railroad derailers, specifically that in offline tracks, the government is putting railroad derailers on the tracks to ensure that nobody's using them. So immediately being a conspiracy theorist like I am, and you all being conspiracy theorists like you all are, and you obviously, hun, yeah, you automatically start asking that other question. Who else is using our railroad tracks? Yeah. I got a serious issue with that one. I mean, people are just like popping up, buying private rail cars again and, you know, steaming around the country. What the fuck? I don't know. But apparently the railroads are the reason that we're seeing all these Instagram and Facebook and TikTok videos with people taking photos of railroad derailers. They are legit rail. They are meant yeah. they are there to cause a train to de derail from a set of tracks. Apparently, the government, I guess, hasn't somebody's using railroad tracks in our in our country that is not ours, that are aren't these companies. That that's scary as shit, especially considering what some 62,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate just disappeared. disappeared. I, I'm I'm just I, I'm putting little dots together here, folks, but shit's not adding up. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little worried. I when I hear shit like so that, the government is putting derailers on tracks that the people uh, that they're not supposed to be using. 
So why are trains going off the tracks when they are on places? Yeah, where they should be. be. I don't know. That one I can't help you with, but the pictures that people have been sending in and there are tons of reports out there. I went and looked it up. Unless if someone is using if since Palestine, Ohio, since Palestine, Ohio, there's been a ton of reports of these derailers mm -hmm. and they're orange. You can't miss them. They're huge. And they oh, they have a great big 5500 series lock right on the side of them. Good luck picking that. It's got fucking three dead pins. And oh, good luck trying to figure out which one's dead because I still can't. And I've been doing it for a while picking locks. And that's attached to the side of it. And it locks over the top of the track so you can't pull it off. So my question is, who is using the tracks, A? B, if somebody is using the tracks, why? I want to know that one, too, because you're moving big shit. Yeah. You're, if you're using, think about it. If you're using a train, you're using a lot or you're using something really, really big. And the last question I got is, why aren't we fucking talking about it? Because you know what? When you inform the public, three million or 350 million eyes are a hell of a lot better than fucking 120,000. Everybody's an American. They're going to fucking talk about it. Hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. This guy, though, he's got good information so far. Everything he said, he's getting me this memo. If this is real, this uh, this is bad. Who's using? I want to know. I automatically want to ask the question to the government. Who's using the trains? Who's using the train train lines? Yeah. Not the trains. The, the train, train tracks. lines. Yeah. Because the train companies, they keep their engines and all their locomotives locked. I know how they do it. It's cool. But. I'm asking who's using the train lines when they're not supposed to. Apparently, conductors have reported coming up on other trains that are not supposed to be on the line. And supposedly, they track every train on the line. Yeah. So now my next question is. It's like is, air traffic control for trains. We have customs points at all our entrances for trains. Yeah. On U.S. rail lines. Yeah. You have a customs point you have to go through on yeah. a train. You have to stop. You have to get off the train. The train gets inspected from top to bottom, neck to nuts, and then it's allowed to continue in the U.S. Hmm. Unless those customs agents are bought off by the cartels, just like the rest of the Border Patrol and the governors and the sheriffs and everybody else up the I, corridor. I, I don't know. I, I this, these, these are just little bits of information <laughs> that are being passed to me. And I'm trying to put it all together because I'm pretty sure there's something to this. It doesn't make sense. People like regular everyday Americans like yourselves are actually videotaping, taking pictures of actual train derailers. And they're putting it on the Internet. And the reason that they're saying that they're there is the government put them there. The government put them there for trains that are running on the tracks that aren't supposed to be crazy. Doesn't make any sense, does no. it? No. Especially when all the track points are controlled by a certain company. But we've gone off the rails because we, did. we, um, well, we, we, we were talking about rails, though. Exactly. It's kind um, of funny. So we weren't <clears throat> off of them. We we're still on them. But Trump's response to Biden falling on his face, which is still funny. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. 
You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. Even if you have. to. Damn it. It froze again. Yeah. Hold on. Give it a second. Five. Because it's four, pretty funny what he says. Three, two, one. <sighs> it's a trap. The tiptoed down a ramp. Perfect. Oh, my Dude, God. It was tiptoed down a ramp. Oh shit! Oh wow! He makes fun of him essentially. He's like, "Yeah, yeah you shouldn't Even go if you have to tip down down the ramp." Yeah, you gotta remember, be careful. No, I remember when when he tiptoed down the ramp because it was really icy, yes. and they all made fun of him yep. and said he was too old. And now Biden's fucking falling on his face, left, right, and center. <clears throat> but it's all okay. But it's funny because Trump kind of took the high road there. Yep, he could have so went after him for that. Oh. Yeah, possibly McNugget. I don't see why not. Uh, McNugget asked, "Do you think that the illegals can use them to transport drugs and children?" Sure. I don't see why not? Absolutely. If it, I, see, the problem is I don't know enough about it. My problem is I lack the intelligence and the information knowledge about the rail lines. I know a little bit about it only because I got to hang out with some really cool guys that were old train conductors and shit. They've taught me a little bit about it, but I still don't know all the ins and outs. There's differences with rail traffic and passenger traffic like she taught me about. She told me that like I wanted I told her once I wanted to go around the, the country on a train because I think that would be awesome. You don't have to drive. Somebody else is driving for you. Every you stop in different places. You can get off the train for a bit, hang out in a different city, go here and there. I think that would be a great way to see the country. And um, I said, she's like, not. fuck no. She's like, do you know what happened to me? I was like, oh, okay, what happened? And she told me what happened. I was like, okay, the, nope, I guess we're not going on a rail line anytime soon. The passenger trains, um, the freight trains have the right of way, everything south of the Mason-Dixon line. So if you are on a passenger train and a freight train is coming through, it stops for the freight train to pass. Those freight trains are no joke. Some of them are six, seven miles long. It took what would have been an eight-hour drive from Savannah to D.C. with a newborn, with an infant, to see you in the hospital. Yep. Took 21 hours. And change. 21 hours. Okay. I ran out of formula. I ran out of diapers. I couldn't get to my shit. It was uh, Hell. horrific. Hell on wheels. Absolutely. Hell on train wheels. Absolutely horrific. Oh, and, I, and we couldn't get off the train. We're literally stopped in the middle of fucking nowhere in like... Uh, South Carolina or North Carolina or some shit like that. Just dead stopped in the middle of nowhere. Couldn't get off the train. Nothing. Just, just there. I always thought, so, nope, be, not doing it. I always thought it'd be a cool way to do it, but whatever. It would be a cool way to do it if it was more efficient, but it's not. It's not. So, so anyway, um, this is some crazy shit right here. This isn't what the fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay. So, the cartel del Golfo in Tamaulipas fue grabado portando una de las armas más exclusivas y poderosas, un javelin, que en teoría se vende únicamente al ejército y ha sido utilizado durante la invasión de Ucrania, por ejemplo, en el mercado negro, esa arma que lleva a su derecha, and javelin missile. No, it's not a javelin. She's calling that a javelin. It's not a javelin. That's a javelin. Okay. It's an anti-tanker. This is what the cartel is using, supposedly. That's what we sent to Ukraine. Yeah, but supposedly this is what the cartels that's use. that's what they found the cartels yes have now using against us. So the Ukrainians have been selling the AT4s to the cartels. Correct. Awesome. 
Because that's what she was saying. She kept saying money, money, money over and over again. It, yeah. Like when you suck at translating because you haven't done it in a while, you pick up on certain words and you can kind of figure out the rest. Uh, yeah. Basically, it said. Um, She's getting. Basically, it said that the, the weapons that we are sending to Ukraine are being sold on the black market back to Mexico cartels. Yep. And the cartel leaders are using it against the Mexican uh Authorities and the Americans and the Americans. Well, no, there hasn't been any American engagements yet, but there has been a lot mm -hmm. along the border. They are very strict. Uh, matter of fact, apparently the other night I heard this, uh, I guess it was Eagle Pass or just south of Eagle Pass, wherever that big cartel village is right along the border. There um, there was a guy who I guess he pointed his gun at in the general vicinity of the border and some dude standing right next to him smoked him. Just drill them right in the fucking head and kill them. Wait up. Don't do that. Ooh, okay. Damn. Don't do that. Okay. Oh, this that's a shootout. Yeah, bring that up. That's actually kind of fucking weird. That's a shootout they were talking about the other day. This fucking massive shootout with a fucking explosion. This is the gang or the That's That's not the gang. That was an oh, 18th grade. But they're not. That wasn't a. That wasn't a javelin. If that's what they're claiming is a javelin, that's not a javelin. The Estas javelin. Teóricamente exclusivas del ejército, pues como vemos yeah, también she's las claiming tienen that's algunos what they, grupos no. criminales. What they have is the AT4. The AT4 is uh, an unguided anti-tank rocket. That you basically it replaced the law of 73. It was the foldable rocket launcher that Arnold Commando movies. And he pulled it apart and he fired the rocket out of it. That's the old version of the AT4. The AT4, the new version of the AT4 is that plastic hulk of shit that guy was carrying over his shoulder that sucks balls when you shoot it because not only are you deaf but your chest completely deflates of any oxygen in it and you it takes you about it knocks completely the wind out of your chest because the round is that loud so anyway that's what that is that wasn't she doesn't know what she's talking about she's just stupid when it comes to military technology but whatever it's not a big deal you'll have that in those big jobs next money 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 get into the debt ceiling load the videos first because they figure out that when we load them as one's playing it makes it skip makes Does it, it sound all scratchy all right well money the debt ceiling uh the shit you mean the shit deal that we just got handed to us that we all have to deal with now you mean the shit deal that right now we're going to be paying for kids student loans Close the vote the uh, this past about two or three minutes ago. The final total, 314 to 117. 149 Republicans voted yes. 165 Democrats voted yes. Let me take a, a deep dive into those numbers here. Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic leader yesterday, said he expected Republicans who were in the majority to deliver 150 votes. So they were pretty close there, but not exactly what Hakeem Jeffries was wanting. Now, the interesting thing here is that there were more Democrats who voted for this 165, even though they are in the minority. And so, you know, if you listen to Hakeem Jeffries' speech earlier tonight, he's going to argue, and he argued this on the floor earlier, that it was Democrats who were bailing out Republicans on this bill, even though it was a... Now, I have a question for you, Abe. Yep. Uh, last night when we were talking about this. Yep. After dinner. Yep. Did you get the list? 
Um, all of them that voted? Yes. Uh, I want to know everybody that voted for it and everybody that voted against it. Yeah, I mean, I have it somewhere. I don't have it. I didn't print it. Fuck. Because I want to go name for name. Any MAGA? I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene voted for it. That's it. She needs to go. But we knew that was going to happen. Y'all heard me. You got to get rid of her. This, all this did, all we did was kick the can down the road for a year. That's it. That's all. We saved Joe Biden. Yep. What Kevin McCarthy just did was save Joe Biden's ass. Yep. Kevin McCarthy needs to go. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to go. And any other MAGA supporting faggot that was saying, oh, America first, they need to go. Just saying. Anyway, we don't have to continue with him. That was just the vote total. As just got done vote, voting on H.R. 3746, the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Unfortunately, we came up short. We lost the vote tonight. Um, that bill passed. It's going to add an additional $4 trillion to the national debt over the next two years. Um, one of the most interesting things that came out of this was the fact that when you tally up the votes at the end, there were more Democrats than Republicans that actually voted for this. That's right. 165 Democrats supported this um, to 149 Republicans. Why do I say that? Because the uniparty is a very real thing. And Republicans have been touting this all week as a historic bill with historic cuts. If that's the case. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Where the fuck were you when we were trying to shoot this shit down? Where were you when we were trying to get that other bill passed? Where were you then? Mm. My question is, these are the guys. Look, he probably isn't a bad dude. He probably is a good congressman. I'm not saying he's a bad dude. But what I'm going to say right now is going to blow his mind because, for instance, like I brought up the other day, and I wasn't being a dick, but AM radio, for instance. Mm -hmm. They want to pay for AM radio, but you have this dickhead who's sitting here saying he came up short. But I guarantee he probably is on this AM radio bill. And he signed to that and he was doing work on that instead of doing work that fucking as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing else that should be going on in Congress right now. The only thing that should be happening is the fucking debt ceiling, because the number one thing that's the most important to the American people is the debt ceiling, a number one. But hey, inflation is also based off of this. If you increase your debt ceiling, what did you just do to inflation? It jacked it right back up. Thank you, Ron. However, I, I do have to say, you know, Congress passed a bill and they put McCarthy in the negotiations with good faith that he was going to try and at least negotiate for the bill, bill. That, that they had already forth. passed. Yeah. And when he came out with a dick in his ass and a great big grin on his face, he made it look, he, they all kind of got stuck. Everybody, I mean, everybody's trying to make it sound like he made out. No, he didn't. No. There is a person in there that can increase the debt ceiling now. Like Joe appointed a new person to the government. There's a new position. And Joe is, you know, Joe just made that person. And guess what? They can raise the debt ceiling now at will mm -hmm. when they want to. That's it. That's what this bill says. 
And now they're talking about it like, oh, it's not going to pass the Senate. Bullshit, it's not going to pass the oh, Senate. Yeah. It's going to pass the Senate with flying fucking colors. June 5th is less than four days away. At this point, any needless delay or any last-minute holdups would be an unnecessary and even dangerous risk. And any change to this bill that forces us to send it back to the House would be entirely unacceptable. It would almost guarantee default. So again, the Senate will stay in session until we send a bill avoiding default to the president's desk, and we will keep working until the job is done. That's a threat. The bill the House just passed has the potential to cut federal spending by $1.5 trillion. Now the Senate has a chance to make that important progress a reality. So while the coming votes are an important step in the right direction, we cannot, cannot neglect our fundamental obligation to address the nation's most pressing national security challenges. You know, I almost wonder. Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today's top story. I almost wonder. Risk. What the and any I, I didn't do that, you piece of shit. Um, I almost wonder, is it an ebb and flow thing? Do you think? What do you mean? Like, when when I've watched this shit happen, right, as we've been alive, it when you, you see the bodies as the politics shifts, right? So when, let's say, Clinton got booted out and Bush came in, right, mm -hmm. there was an ebb and flow that kind of followed. Like there was an ebb for the Republicans, and obviously we pushed a lot of, you know, stuff forward, blah, 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 and the Democrats sat quietly in the corner. And then Bush went on for eight years with the war and everything. Then Obama got in and then everything shifted again. It went back to the left and the left started pushing their policies and the right sat quietly in the corner and collared. And then Trump was in and it should have ebbed back, but it never did. Yep. And now we're seeing the ebb come back and the ebbs back now because McConnell's sitting there just, oh, well, this will be the, uh, let me, let me, let me do it properly. Hold on. I got I gotta do it right. Let me get it right. Uh, we gotta do this right because I gotta look like a turtle when I say this. Um, so you're aware, um, this is what it's gonna be, and uh, it's gonna be the greatest bill ever. And um, you'll see, it's gonna cut 1.4 trillion spending, government spending. Very important. Very important. Uh, I'm a turtle. My name is uh, Mitch McConnell, and I'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I just, I just wonder because he's sitting there like such a cucked out bitch. Like he just got raped for the first time in the back of the studio and he just came out and he's like, Oh my God, my ass hurts so bad. I'm just going to stand here. And I mean, I know it's great gay pride month, but I just want you all to know that it's the greatest bill ever. It's going to be awesome. It'll just be great. You I mean, it was obviously not his first time. <laughs> Might've been, you but never know. Just saying. Jim Jordan. Now oh, did he? then he's got to go too. look i'm not i'm not saying that the republicans are the answer they're not nor are the democrats we are the answer we the people are the answer there's no one coming to save us we have to save ourselves oh shit well here play this part 
Oh, is this drama? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should start another folder drama. Drama. Okay. We yeah. had drama before. Did we? Did yeah, we dump it? I think so. Maybe we got to bring it back. Right. We just need to keep it as we need to keep like some folders over here on this side of the screen, just yeah. offset, just random ones that we kind of throw in every once in a while when we get titles like this. Oh, this is this is huge drama. Get ready to be scared, folks. You're going to be scared. Welcome back. The debt limit bill passing the House last night with 314 votes. Now it is headed to the Senate. It is expected to face some hurdles in the upper chamber with just four days until the June 5th default deadline. Here's House Speaker Kevin McCarthy last night after the vote. They can offer amendments. I'm not quite sure they'll pass, but we'll take that up as it goes. Look, um, the House is here when they weren't supposed to be in session. I know many of them are going home. We'll do whatever needs to be done, but I doubt that it'll come back. Joining me right now is Kentucky Senator and ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, Rand Paul. Senator, great to see you. Thanks very much for being here Good this morning. morning. You're welcome. Thank you. So give us your take. You plan to introduce an alternative plan to the Biden-McCarthy deal as an amendment. Tell us about your plans. Well, you know, there's nothing conservative about the Biden-McCarthy plan. It allows unlimited borrowing for two years beyond the next presidential election. They can spend as much money as they can possibly spend, borrow as much money as they want. No limits on borrowing for two years. Nothing conservative about that. Experts have estimated that they might borrow as much as $4 trillion in two years. That's not conservative. Nothing they can say about it makes that amount of borrowing conservative. So what I have proposed is the penny plan budget spending caps. Basically, the penny plan balances the budget over five years. Why five years? Because historically, Republicans have supported a constitutional amendment to balance the budget over five years. And so to do that, it's actually up to five pennies. So it's 5% cut each year for five years, and you get to balance. But if we did get to balance, I think you'd have an economic productivity and recovery like you've never seen in our country. And really, many other countries do this. Half of Europe actually balances their annual budget. You know, if we can't even do what Europe does with their annual budget, I think we're in, you know, in a bad situation. But my plan would institute these caps, and it would also borrow $500 billion. And then when they run out of that, they'd have to come back and negotiate for more. The big mistake of the Biden-McCarthy deal is there will be no more negotiation. For the next two years, they'll just shovel the money out, and nobody will talk about fiscal responsibility for two years. Well, you've been a champion of fiscal responsibility for a long time. It, it, he's right. That is my point for the next two years. It, it, forget year, because he's right. It's two years. It's not year. It's two years, because it's two financial years from this year. So it's actually two physical years that it's going to be this folks. We, I, I don't know how you, if this were like a modern family, if, if you took the American government and you put it in a household and you said, operate, they would be bankrupt in less than two years. I, I don't know how we've bankrupt got, in less than two months. I don't know how we've gotten this now. Cause we, we, we do bring in a steady amount. I mean, okay. Taxes do bring in a regulatory amount. My they don't even pay the interest on the credit cards. My problem with the taxes though, is we don't, we have absolutely no control over it. 
once your taxes go in, right? It's kind of like your vote. Once your vote goes in, you have no control over it at that point. After you turn it in, we have learned that we have no control over it. Just like our tax money. Our tax money goes to some great big pot that apparently is emptier than fuck and echoes when you yell at it. I, I don't understand where we where we got off the beaten track so far. The Constitution is it's pretty clear in this. How wealth was to be distributed and what was supposed to be done with federal funds and how big the federal government was supposed to get. So far, we have blown way over the size of the federal government. Both sides have contributed to it. Both sides have added more bullshit to it. Neither side is a, apart from it. They don't want to follow it. They want to corrupt it and use it like a weapon for their side. Instead of the way it was intended to be used, which is the middle ground. It's the one thing we all agree on. We all agree on the Constitution. It is the absolute middle of the country. It is the bloodline, if you will, of this country. It's what makes this country great. Yet we've done so many unconstitutional things to the fucking Constitution that we've lost all faith and hope in the middle. And we're trying to find faith and hope, but man, hmm. I don't know. You want to get high? That's about the only thing that'll bring me back to finding faith and hope. Fuck. Nice, PQuest. Got her serious CBD today. Sweet. Get ready. Spark it up. I got to text Shauna and ask her to send us some more topical. Do you really have to do that now that you just said that out? Yeah. When we had one, that's a good point. Have to say. I also have to text Megan and send her, ask her to send me some more face cream. That now maybe I don't have to do since I said it on there, but you know, Sean is in a new place and settling oh. in, so I don't know. Oh, that's right, she moved. I yeah, all she about moved. It. She moved to Misery, Missouri, whatever. Old Fort Lost in the Woods. I spent a year there one afternoon. Mm. That was Fort Dumb. That's Watertown, New York. Yeah. That's not Fort Dumb, but I mean, it is Fort Dumb, but. So, yes. That's a song reference, by the way. No, voting will not fix this republic. You're right. I agree. I'm there with you. I've been there. I've said that when they stepped way over the Constitution. I am a constitutionalist. At the end of the day, that's where I stand. I'm in the middle. I'm not left, I'm not right. I believe you're allowed to do what you want to do when you want to do it. As long as it doesn't conflict with anything in the Constitution, then therefore, by me. It's weird because there's not a law in the Constitution that says you can't smoke weed. Just saying. That's why they wrote the fucking Constitution on hemp paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they made the most important document in our country written on hemp paper. How do you think the forefathers felt about hemp and I think marijuana? I thought it was an 
integral part of our society and our culture. Shit, I've seen the uh, the uh, the books yeah. at uh, Mount Vernon, where uh, George Washington talks about um, when he was cutting crop, and he actually <laughs> called the crop that he was cutting the one day in the page that was exposed that we saw. It was called the sticky icky. You and at the time, Mick didn't know what that me, was, and I was sitting there giggling. I was like, I was like, uh, he was like, I didn't know what yeah, that was. you know, you were all. I like, had, I already knew what that was. Yeah, you were being all. Yeah, but I was still, the, I was still in the military. Uh huh. I wasn't smoking. And I was laughing my ass off. So yes, go on and give me some of that George Washington sticky icky. Thunder kicks. Thunder that kicks. GW bud. Yeah, you know, you know he made some good shit. Damn, Skippy. You know it still grows on his property too, right? So I would hope so. Where are you gonna be? When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell him? Nah, nah bear. Nah, bear. <coughs> nah, bear. Nah. Fucking stupid FBI, Bob. So, part of the cool thing about working in the dc area uh was i got to know a lot of people in low level positions but in important areas one of the cool things i, I met one of the curators for mount vernon i met him through my job and i one day i got a individual tour of mount vernon and i got to see a lot of cool shit at mount vernon. <laughs> one of the pimpest fucking things in the world at mount vernon vernon that i thought was just at the time i was like all right whatever dude i don't care but now that I look back on it, it is the coolest. All of the vegetation that's on Mount Vernon, they are not allowed to transplant. If it dies, it dies. It's gone. But everything that's growing on Mount Vernon was growing on Mount Vernon when George Washington walked the land. So all of the trees, nothing new has sprung up. But all of the trees that are on Mount Vernon, all of the crops that are on Mount Vernon that come back every year because farmers say they don't ever come back which yeah, they apparently, do. apparently that's bullshit no that's because bullshit. they come right back and his crops grow every year and they're never farmed oh they, they because they're not allowed to they grow because it's more. a national historic you know area well the crazy part there's a whole feed field of weed that grows at mount vernon mm -hmm. i i'm talking seven eight foot stalks mm -hmm. huge bud just huge and allowed, i walked you're not allowed to go that part I, I i walked through it and i was sitting there going the fuck this is marijuana and he goes yeah he goes what do you think they did back then shit they were one of the things that was deleted out of the cost out of both the declaration of independence and the constitution was the protection of hemp the protection of hemp was one of the big things that was coming out of the south and the midwest and when the constitution was finally ratified the one thing that was removed was what was the, the midwest considered when the constitution was ratified well it would have been like Pen colonies. well now it's pennsylvania ohio it was that area right. of the country it was everything up to before the no no because there was more the colonies there was almost there was 18 colonies when the constitution was ratified or 18 states at that point when the constitution was ratified. Okay. So it was 
up to the Mississippi for the most part. So I call the Midwest that portion because at that time, that's what you would have considered the Midwest. That was, they had like, they wanted hemp. sex stuff. They wanted hemp. I, I just, I'm telling you, Biden stuff. I mean, that's, that's what they wanted. They wanted hemp. They wanted hemp protected. I, me and Justin always agreed on that because I saw the shit. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, weed stalks, dead serious, middle of Virginia. I was like, well, actually northern tip of Virginia. I was like, holy shit, that's like weed growing in the national capital region. You know, the DEA's already been here. They're not allowed to touch it. It, it is a protected national landmark. You cannot, you can't touch shit. If you get caught picking the bud, uh, there people have done it before. They went to jail for 10 years. How do I get my plants to bud? Um, I just did it. I, I mean, I threw it in the ground, just bro. Wait, actually, uh, tune in on Saturday because I have a, a, a fun method to get plants to flower more. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of seriously though, PQuest, I swear to God, we just kind of took the seeds and threw them in the ground. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Well, it, it, I, I don't think it really matters. I don't think it, I, I, don't, I don't know if they knew the difference between hemp and marijuana. I think they just thought it was all hemp. They smoked some of it. They used some of it for rope. My dad, God bless the man, has a 105 foot fucking hemp rope still in his garage. Mm -hmm. 105 foot hemp rope. I'm like, holy shit, dude. What are you going to use that for? When I don't even want to know what we've used it for in the past. So don't even tell me because I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> I don't even want to know why it's only 105 feet. How long was it before, before it got cut down? Just asking for a friend. Holy shit. How much would it take to tie the four of you up? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Depending on your age and size at the time. I mean, you do range over quite a number of years. So it's true. You know. Tie you up nice and tight. Hog tie the four of you. Go yeah, 105 feet, which should be sufficient. Barely. I wasn't talking about that, babe, but whatever. I got you where you're going with it. That's probably a better spot than where I was going with I it. I know. Anywho. <laughs> uh, Paxton got impeached in Texas. He did. Well, the the drunk, the house, the no, drunkard. no, 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 not the no, drunk. no, the guy that was going after the drunkard got impeached. Yes, and Correct. that's bad. That's Correct. really bad. But he didn't get impeached because he was going after the drunkard. He got impeached because he said this the weekend before. Is this politics anymore? Uh, you can get censored. You can be criticized by the media. The word is the words are election fraud. And I'm just going to say them out loud because it's happening not just in my state but all over the country and i only have a few minutes to talk about it i could talk about it for a very long time and uh, i don't think that would be productive but i can tell really one quick story that will sum up the issues that we are struggling with as it relates to election fraud in my state and i believe across the country so in texas we have very specific laws about how you can do mail-in ballots and i can talk about voting machines, all kinds of different ways that election fraud occurs. But the one that I know happens very significantly, at least in my state, and I think across the country, is mail-in ballots. And our legislature passed, when I was in the Texas House, we passed a photo ID law. It's been very effective, uh, because when you have to show up with a photo ID, it, it works pretty darn well, as opposed to showing up with a utility bill. 
And it's interesting because the argument has been that, that, that that's discriminatory. Now, as we all know, to check into this hotel, you had to show a photo ID. To get here on a plane, you had to show a photo ID. Pretty much everything you do, and no one looks at it as discriminatory or illegitimate, except when you vote, for some reason, the argument is that's discriminatory, even though we all have to provide the same thing. Well, fortunately, in Texas, we passed it, and it, it has been, it's been over a decade. It's been very successful. And despite the claims that, that voter participation would go down, voter participation has gone up because people trust the system, they're more likely to go vote. It seems very reasonable and it's actually worked very well. It works very well in states that require photo ID. If you do not have that in your state, you have a high risk of, of voter fraud. So in Texas, there are very specific, and I think this is true in other states. Now, I'm not talking about California or Oregon. I'm talking about states that actually care about election integrity, like Utah, Senator. Um, we require that you can only mail in ballot for certain reasons. You have to be disabled, you have to prove that you're out of town, you have to have um, over 65 or you are in prison but you're not a felon. Only reasons you can do, th those are still pretty broad reasons for, for voting by mail. So when you vote by mail, and I want to explain this, some of you might know this, but it's really important to understand this because the argument is you guys can't prove fraud. And guess what? The other side, because of the way they do this, is absolutely correct. Because when you typically mail out a mail-on uh, mail ballot, you have, to, you have to request by application, you sign that mail-on ballot, say, I need this mail-on ballot because I'm over 65 or I'm going to be out of town. And you send it in and they send you a ballot. You, you vote, you stick your ballot into an envelope, you sign that envelope and you send it back in. And they don't have a photo ID, but they can compare signatures. That's what they do. It's called signature verification. It is not ideal. It is not the most safe process. But it is something, and it, 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 it works okay. Well, what happened during COVID, and it happened in my state, and I want to tell you that story because it, I, think it, I, I think we were able to stop what other states didn't see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to jump in on this gayness that's going on in the Rumble chat. All right, hold on. Look. Biden sucks stuff. I get it. You come back, and you come in dropping bombs like, hey, who wants to hear a dirt, dirty joke? And everybody says me, and then you just drop the word Sparky. And Leo, you still can't figure it out, bro. Come on, catch up, dude. Even I got that one. I saw that one a mile ago, bro. Okay, I'm glad you feel a little let down because I do too, bro. Where where were you on that one, dude? Nod quick on the uptake, brother. Ironwood, I gotta hook you up with your shield, brother. I'll take care of you. I'll do it. But anyway, back to this guy. He actually is dropping bombs right now. This is actually the reason he was fired. This, this is why he got completely makes sense because he's literally letting all the cats out of the bag. Pay yeah, attention, yes. folks. Or didn't try to stop. We ended up having judges in about 12 different counties basically ignore our state law and say, no, because of COVID, we're not going to follow state law. And by the way, these were all very liberal counties. This was Travis County, which is Austin, Harris County, which is Houston, Bear County, which is San Antonio. They decided they would just mail out ballots to everyone. Well, that means in Harris County, we're talking about close to two and a half million ballots. In Travis County, over a million ballots. In Bear County, over a million ballots. Donald Trump won our state by 620,000 votes. And so we realized that we had a huge issue. We had 12 lawsuits, all in the worst counties, all with judges that were going to rule against us, including the Court of Appeals in each area. 
And I, all I could do was say, wow, what a genius strategy by whoever put this together, whether it was George Soros or somebody else, somebody thought this up because it was too well organized and it was, it was a drain on our resources because we were having to fight in all of these different counties. And I had to go to my team, my legal team, very good. And by the way, the, the, the win wasn't 75% against uh, the federal government, it's more like 80. I just want to correct that. Um, so I have a very good legal team, and I said, look, we cannot lose a single case. We have 12 cases. If we lose one case, they win. I said, it's a genius strategy. We are in liberal courts where we're going to lose. We're in courts of appeals where we are going to lose. It doesn't matter what the law says. And if we lose, if we can't figure out how to win all of those cases, we're going to lose the state. And so we, we went after it, and we had to maneuver around our courts of appeals who were trying to hold up. Travis County was trying to hold up until the ballots got mailed out, a decision on the merits of the case. And so if that happened, if the, if the ballots go out, the genie's out of the bottle and we lose. Game over. Texas legislature very likely turns Democrat. Some of the Supreme Court members, four of them were up. We lose four of the nine. We're in trouble. And very likely Donald Trump loses the election. So I called the president in May and I said, hey, you need to know this. I said, I don't have time to deal with other states, but very likely you're, you've got a very good chance of losing Texas by mail-in ballot. He goes, there's no way I lose Texas. I, I won by nine points. I said, yes, but if they have a chance to mail out all these ballots, and I said, I've got 12 cases, if I don't win every single one of them, I have a feeling you will lose. If Harris County can send out two and a half million ballots, they will just count ballots until they get to the right number. Because when those ballots get mailed out, we don't know who sends them in because there's no signature verification. Anybody can sign those ballots. They can grab as many of them as they want, send them in, claim that they're legitimate, and we can't prove that they're not. And so there's nothing we can do. So you better hope that I win. And I said, the reason I'm calling you is not to tell you about the trouble I have in Texas. The reason I'm calling you is because I'm worried that this is going on in other states. And so I can't deal with other states. I can't deal with wherever this is happening, but I'm guessing if it's happening in Texas and it's such a significant strategy that I can plainly see in front of me, it's gotta be happening nationwide. So I went on my business and in the end, we fought these people. We had some very creative ways of getting around them. We had to try maneuvers we'd never tried before to get to the Texas Supreme Court because four of them were up. And I was hoping that if we could get to them, they would see that they were in trouble. And so we filed this thing called the mandamus of the local district clerks, never been tried that I know of. And we mandamus the district clerks in each of those counties they were, where they were trying to mail out the ballots directly to the Supreme Court saying, hey, this is an emergency. We also found our way to the Fifth Circuit. And fortunately, the court took it, totally novel way of getting to them, and they ruled in our favor, and we, one by one, we won all 12 of those lawsuits. And so, what happened? On election day, I'm sitting there watching the election results, and for the first time in my life, election counting stopped in numerous states, particularly, obviously, battleground states. And it was very clear to me, I knew immediately what was going on, it was very clear to me that what they were doing. They were figuring out how many real votes they had, just like they would have done in Texas, and they were just going to count as many mail-in ballots because you don't know where those mail-in ballots came from. There's no way to prove that. So this is. See why he got impeached? Th this is exactly. He's letting the cat out of the bag. Yep. This is big. Yeah. This is like, hey, <clears throat> I'm not only bitching about the drunk guy, 
but I'm also trying to tell you, hey, look. They stole the election. They stole the election, and I know exactly how they stole it. I saw it happen on in live time, and I know how they did it, and it was all based off this mail-in voting. Look, we know that. Yeah, we've been saying it for years, but now there's an attorney general, or uh, he was an attorney Former general. Former attorney general. <clears throat> Who's oh. now been impeached? And he's by a bunch of rhinos. He's he's been in impeached, Texas. but he's not actually fired. He's suspended and removed from his position pending an investigation. In Texas. In Texas. In fucking Texas. Yep. Yeah. Last red hope. <sighs> anyway, Either way, let him keep going. Biden sucks stuff. It's good to see you back, brother. Yeah, we missed you. Glad you're back. They came from the person that supposedly signed it. And so when I saw what happened in all of these states, and I'll give you an example, Georgia. Georgia, if you go back four years prior to that election when Trump won, the margin of victory in Georgia was the same as it was in Texas, almost exactly, same demographics. This time, Trump won by almost 9% in Texas, and he lost Georgia by, what, whatever it was, 40,000 votes? 12,000. How did that happen? Well, guess what? They decided to sign a consent decree that said that they would accept mail-in ballots with no signature verification, mail-in ballots that weren't following state law, and drop boxes. I can tell you what's going to happen when that happens. You're going to lose because there's no Crisco <laughs> or sorry, Cisco. the Cisco kid. My bad. Cisco brother. Dope. You're right. Oh, you fired up? You fired up? Because I'm glad. Get fired up. This is why we were in D.C. on January 6th. This is the whole reason. This is it. This is the reason to be pissed off. Your vote doesn't count. Your vote doesn't count. Do, do you see it now? Do you see the problem? If you're not an American, I apologize. I'm not talking to you. But if you are an American, do you now see the problem? Your vote, he's telling you, your vote doesn't count. They can do this with the mail-in voting shit because they can't check it. How can... I've always said that's the problem. Oh, always. I've never... Never believed in mail-in voting for one day. Never. Never thought it was a good idea. I even disagreed with other political candidates of my own choosing, even those that I backed. For instance, Candace Taylor was all about it. She's like, send in all your votes and then go vote in person. I said, no. No, she said, to get your mail-in ballot and take it. and I said, no, bring no, it. do not do that. Go walk in and physically vote. Yep. It's the only way they can't change it because you're actually doing it on their tally system. Physically fucking go in and vote. Get off your ass, go in and vote. It's not hard. It's a duty. It's the reason why we, we still exist. Unless or, they print it on, you know, the wrong size piece of paper and it doesn't get accepted through the machine. Cha -ching. Like what happened in Arizona. Cha -ching. And then your vote still doesn't count. Cha-ching. So then the problem now is no longer the, the, the way this is being conducted. 
the problem is the people behind it. And they're a small percentage where when you look at us, we are a large percentage. It is more secure for me to get into the banking app on our on my phone than it is for you to go for me to vote. Yeah. Honestly, even when you go vote with an ID, to be quite honest about it, do you think the 90-year-old woman sitting behind the computer that she's only trained on for like three days is even really paying attention? Especially during COVID when you're wearing a mask? Honestly. No, but when you put the ID. <clears throat> yeah, you put your ID. On so, the machine. Mm -hmm. The machine's going to tell her what she needs to know. Okay, the machine's going to tell her that um no. yes that is a valid id and that person is registered to vote is that person you though it's a great question there's a lot of people that look like a lot of for instance you used to carry your mom's id around with you all the time and uh, no, your my mom's cousin's, credit card my cousin's id no you just carry your mom's id and your mom's credit card no i just carried the credit card um i didn't even need to bother with the id because you don't need that anymore with the credit card um but i did carry my cousin's id because she was older than i was so you would have been fucked that's how i got into bars um but i, I mean honestly i don't even know the paper ballots to do it i think we need um if we have the technology for it biometric blockchain voting that's even worse then you're leaving it up. No, a piece of paper. Okay. You walk in, you cast your vote with a piece of fucking paper. Mm -hmm. We stop this bullshit. Technology is only good in certain places. Voting, it should never be there. Voting should be so black and white. It's plain and simple. You and I can't get confused on what the fucking deal Fine. is. Fine. Um, you know what? Use a piece of paper, but use fingerprint identification, fingerprint verification Ask when you fine. get in there. Fine. To verify that it's fine. that person. Down. Yeah, fingerprint verification. They do it in the in the fucking Middle East. The only problem with that, hmm. my issue with that. Yeah. Okay. Then everybody's fingerprint is in the system. Exactly. Yeah. You've created a fucking record. Well, everybody's record is in the system anyway. If you have a state ID. So if you have a state ID, that's fine. But it's got to be a valid state ID. And all the state IDs need to be kept up to date. Like fucking every year they have to be audited. And I would put that back on the states and say, hey, look, the states would do it, though. If they were allowed to use their state-issued IDs as voter cards, why not? Yeah, you've got that barcode on the back of your driver's no license. No mail-in bullshit. Fuck you, mail-in this. No, you go vote at your voting center. Yeah. Period. It's the least you can do. You know, just say it. If you need a ride, we'll come get you. There's so many people out there that there, there's so many of these services. Like, for instance, every veterans. Democrat around will give you a ride to a, a polling station. The DAV, the Disabled Americans Veterans, or uh, especially the um, Paralyzed Veterans of America, they, if you call them and you're a veteran, doesn't matter if you're paralyzed or not. If you're a veteran, it's voting day and you call them, they will come pick you up in a van and take you to a fucking voting center. Mm -hmm. Your voting center. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. No. no, that's not true, Cisco. You're completely, that's. <laughs> He's being silly. I, I know he is. Because that's what Joe said. But it's, it's that's the stupid shit that 
That's the stupid shit that gets people in trouble, but it's also the stupid shit that people believe. That's the shit I, we should not put up with. That's the type of crap that just, why? What? I, I know Joe said it. I think it's funny, but it's stupid. Yep. You know, it. I, I, I know way too many that they got more IDs than you probably got. And they are in more systems than you probably are. In. Yeah, those are the ones that came. Those are the Hispanics. No, the ones that came over the border. They have more IDs than anyone I know. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's that's on your end. That's oh, not on my end. Okay, let let uh, let former AG Paxton continue. Finish up here. There's no, there's no ballot security for those for those votes, and so. I wish I could say the story was over for me in Texas. We, we just had our Court of Criminal Appeals, which in our, in our state, we have a bifurcated system where the Texas Supreme Court does civil cases, the Court of Criminal Appeals is the final say, the Supreme Court, so to speak, on criminal matters, and they, all Republican, and by the way, these are, these are members of the court that no one knows, even Republicans. And as a setup, I should say that Soros has done a very good job. He has elected his DAs in Austin, which is Travis County, he's done it in Bear County, which is San Antonio, he's done it in Houston. And the reason I know is I used to work with the DAs in these counties who were Democrats, who used to prosecute cases, and now suddenly Soros went in and knocked all of them out and put his own people in. So I know that they're not going to prosecute voter fraud. That's what we used to do. We did it from 1951, and by the way, I was not the AG in 1951, I've not been there that long. I mean, I've been there a while. In 1951, the legislature passed a statute. And, and by the way, my job, I have four jobs, and one of them is to do such things as are required by law. Well, what things are required by law? The things that the legislature passes. The legislature directed the attorney general, probably because of political reasons with local DAs not prosecuting voter fraud, to prosecute voter fraud. So we had about 900 cases going at the time. And the Court of Criminal Appeals stepped in a year and a half ago, all, all Republicans, 8-1, and said, it's unconstitutional for you to prosecute voter fraud. And they said, and, and maybe Mike, Senator Lee can explain this to me, he said it's a, it's the constitutional violation is separation of powers. Because I'm in the executive branch, I do not have the authority to go to court at all. Which, by the way, if that's true, no AG in the country be allowed to go to court. It, it, it truly is a separation of powers. It was the most bizarre finding after 72 years of precedent. And so we're trying to get that fixed. But I can tell you, if we do not get that fixed, they will accomplish what they were trying to do with mail-in ballots. And so I'm here to tell you my time is up. My here, my, I'm here to tell you. I'm getting pulled off the stage. My time's up. I'm getting fired. Yep. My time is up. Yep. He's out. Because they said it was unconstitutional for him to prosecute voter fraud. Hmm. I'm hmm. sorry. That is the most bizarre thing I've heard. That's pretty bizarre. Hmm. It is weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's another truth bomb for y'all. Truth bombs. Truth bombs. Second, 2023. James the drafting group of the Intergovernmental Negotiating Body to draft and negotiate a WHO convention, agreement, or other international instrument on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response, released an unedited draft called the Bureau's Text of the WHO CA+. The good news is 
it seems like the WHO has finally revealed its true plan. The bad news is that it is absolutely dystopian in its scope and in its cleverness. The proposed treaty could be provisionally adopted by each of the nations who would become a party to the document. The conference of the party would set up an absolutely independent bureaucracy that would be beyond parliamentary or congressional control. This transfer of power from we the people to an unelected, unaccountable, and largely unknown and invisible members of the so-called conference of the parties is a very well-disguised but direct attack on the sovereignty of nations. This bureaucratic conference of the parties would also include representatives of the United Nations and their specialized and related agencies, as well as representatives of any body or organization, governmental or non-governmental, private sector or public sector, that could apply to be a member of the Conference of Parties. And the work of the Conference of Parties would be carried out by three committees and a panel of experts to provide scientific advice and would be empowered to add protocols to the agreement far away from the prying eyes of the public with no ability whatsoever to reject them. The agreement would set up a universal health preparedness review. It calls for the scheduling of tabletop simulation exercises, and it would trigger a massive expansion of the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex that would rain down money upon a brand new industry based on the false belief that pathogens with pandemic potential found in wet markets, farms, wastewater treatment plants, veterinarians' offices, and yes, even your companion animals would be wrongly represented as the source of zoonotic transfer that could lead to the fear-mongering that we have seen over the past four years and drive the expansion of an industry that is designed to profit from the fear surrounding any pandemic. Teams of workers would be scouring the landscape to find samples of so-called pathogens that could be sent to newly developed laboratories in developing nations that are part of the WHO Coordinated Laboratory Network so that genetic sequences could be compiled and collected at the WHO Biolab in Switzerland along with the pathogens. The danger of these pathogens would only be exceeded by the purported benefit that could be gained from them, both financial and non-financial. And the knowledge that might be gained by manipulating these genetic sequences would be turned over to manufacturers in developing nations under new intellectual property transfer guidelines. And the products produced by these manufacturing facilities as a benefit of this research would enter into the WHO logistics network, 10% of which would have to be donated and an additional 10% would be given at an affordable cost to the WHO. The WHO Convention Agreement Plus would be enforced during pandemics and inter-pandemic times. Upon the declaration of a public health emergency of international concern, the Director General of the World Health Organization 
would be authorized under the proposed amendment 13A to the International Health Regulations to set up an allocation mechanism and would be given the sole discretion to determine the required pandemic response products that would then be manufactured by country A and given to country B and distributed under the guise of community health services. This is not a plan to improve the health of people. This is a venture capital prospectus seeking contractors to implement the infrastructure of a dystopian world that was scheduled to be in place in 1984, but appears to be right over the horizon right now in 2023. The good news is people around the world are waking up to this absolutely evil plan. I encourage everyone who is concerned about this to give me a call. My name is James Roguski. My phone number is 310-619-3055. And I encourage you to remember just three words, stop, screw, and exit. To learn more, go to stopthewho.com. To see what other people have had to say, go to screwthewho.com. And to take action to push back against the dystopian nightmare that this proposed document seeks to implement, visit ExitTheWho.com. Well, <clears throat> I, uh, we love James. He does a great job. I can tell you right now, you go to those three places, and he's saying 1984. It's weird. What if... Uh, uh, what if he was off in his vision? Because you, you, you know what he wrote that? He said he had a vision. He was supposedly granted a vision. That's what he claimed. George Orwell? Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I had this vision, and this was 1984. But what if he got the date wrong? What if the date was 2024? Could be. What if he just saw a four and he figured 1984 is far enough in the future but what if it was actually further than what he thought in the future what if you know weird things weird shit like that what's next or maybe the original plan was for 1984 and it didn't go off especially after they you know destroyed the economy in the late 70s yeah. um but it it didn't didn't happen now we're we plan all this okay uh Sorry. actually yeah. Actually, no, there was one that we didn't play. I'm what sorry. What was that? Um, at Truth Bombs. Truth. Truth. Truth Where Bombs. Where's that? Oh, there it is. Yeah. The, the middle one, Internet Bulls, right? One? Yep. We're Since play. we're doing Truth Bombs, yeah. just a little Julian Assange for you. Hmm. They did him so well. One of the hopeful things that I've discovered is that nearly every war that has started in the past 50 years has been a result of media lies. The media could have stopped it if they had searched deep enough, if they hadn't um, reprinted government propaganda, they could have stopped it. But what does that mean? Well, that means basically populations don't like wars. And populations have to be fooled into wars. Populations don't willingly and op with open eyes go into a war. So if we have 
a good media environment, then you'll also have a peaceful environment. But our number one enemy is ignorance. Um, and I believe that is the number one enemy of everyone, uh, is not understanding what is actually going on in the world. It's only when you start to understand that you can make effective decisions and effective plans. Now, the question is, who is promoting ignorance? Well, those organisations that try to keep them secret. Um, and those organisations which distort true information to make it false, misrepresentative. In this latter category, um, it is bad media. Um, it, it really is my, my opinion that media in general are so bad, um, we, we have to question whether the world wouldn't be better off without them altogether. Um, there's some very, very fine journalists we work with many of them, with some fine media organizations, the vast majority of them, and are so distorted to how the world actually is. Um, the result is we see wars and we see corrupt governments continue. Yep. They did him so wrong. Well, I'm honestly amazed he's still alive. Where do you go hide? Russia? Yeah. Where'd you go hide? That's where Tara Reid went. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, why is that? What's that? Why Why is that? Have we heard any conspiracy theories on why Tara Reid ran to Russia? Yeah, she said that the uh, Biden Biden's DOJ was coming after her. They were trying to kill her. Hmm. Weird. This is getting so upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's so apparently Russia is the safe haven for Biden's enemies. Wow. That's bad. Seriously. Really, really bad. Really bad. Uh, West BS. Actually, as much as you hate it, go do me a favor, go to RFK. Go to RFK. I know. I just can't deal with his voice. I know. That one? Yep. That's my problem. We actually, uh, <laughs> what, what, what were you watching? Uh, we were watching the news or something and and some dude yeah he had sounded, like sounded like just him. like rfk yeah it was hysterical it was a broadcaster and, and broadcaster. i was like how was are like, you a broadcaster yeah with that voice holy shit that sounds like a uh man a vaccine injury which is how rfk got his voice issue in the first place hmm. <clears throat> which is why he's so anti vaccines weird anyway uh, i want to talk about the war in ukraine and we need to have a national conversation about this war. We need to have a mature, we need to have a mature conversation that allows for nuance and that allows for complexity. And we need to do it respectfully. We can't be telling one side that they're Nazis and the other side that they love Putin. Everybody in this country loves our country and we have to respect differences of opinion and we have to respect the people's capacity 
to ask questions. And, um, you know, some of the issues that uh, we need to talk about is, number one, is, is this war in the U.S. national interest? We just need to isolate that question. Is it in the U.S. national interest? And there are, you know, some of the leading panjerums of uh, most respected people in, uh, um, in, of our national diplomats, let's say, Henry Kissinger, Jack Matlock, Larry Wilkinson, who's you know, Colin Powell's chief of staff, they all have said definitively, if you just want to ask, is it in our national interest, it is not. It is not in America's national interest to push Russia closer to China. That is a cataclysm. Number two, it's not in our national interest to do something that could involve us in a nuclear exchange with a country that has more nuclear weapons than us. Now, having said that, I want to say that we are in the Ukraine for all the right reasons. We are there because we are a good people. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln said America is a great nation because we're a good nation. And we continue to be a good people. And we are there because of our compassion, the Ukrainian people who have been brutalized, who have been illegally invaded, and have shown extraordinary valor and courage defending their country and defending you know, their families and their beliefs and their liberties and their independence. Things that Americans have to admire. My own son, Connor, I'm very, very proud that Connor joined the Foreign Legion and fought in the Ukraine and during the Kharkiv Offensive as a machine gunner for a special forces group. Yes. But I think that we need to know as Americans, and we have a right to know, what is our government's chief objective in this war? Now, we were told initially that the objective was humanitarian. And that is a good reason to be there, a humanitarian. And what that means is, trying to end the bloodshed and minimize it as much as possible. But in recent times... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got a question. Hmm. Anybody else have a problem with that? Anybody else not a little angry there with that? Especially veterans? Tell me that you veterans heard that. Tell me that you just heard. You veterans just heard. This cocksucker sit on this fucking stage right here and tell us that his kid joined the foreign legion. And yet he's running for the highest office of our land. And he was met with a round of applause because his kid joined the foreign legion. You tell me if you're not rubbed a little bit of the wrong way there. You tell me if you think that this guy's on our side. You tell me if you believe what he says. 
he might talk the right shit, but it don't smell the same. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's nothing that he is saying that smells anything like it should. Oh, my kid joined the French Foreign Legion. Wait a minute. He swore an affinity to another government and you're applauding that? You're applauding the fact that he swore allegiance to another government, went to another army, went and served in a battlefield that means absolutely nothing to us. And you're running for the highest office in our land. Mm -hmm. Just making sure I understand that properly. Mm -hmm. That's what he just said. Yep. I just heard that. Yep. Absolutely. I I'm just saying. I know. I'm, you, you want me to treat this guy openly and fairly. That's fine. That's what he just told me. Yep. Absolutely. I'm a veteran. I know you are. I'm a wounded veteran. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. That's what I say. Fuck you. Let me, hey, Rob, if you didn't see it the first, fuck you. Let me make sure you got a good focus on this one, you fucking prick. All right, let him finish. Give me your goddamn Kennedy bullshit. Oh, look at me. I'm a Kennedy. My full family was assassinated because we're retards and we don't know how to duck. That's how I feel about your family, bud. Duck next time, ass clown. Everybody was shot in the head. What the fuck's wrong with your family? Duck. It's four letters. D-U-C-K. Fucker. Dumb shit. President Biden said that one of our objectives, at least, is regime change of Vladimir Putin. And this is the same strategy that did not work for well for us in Iraq, and it's many of the same people who are around the neocons, who are around uh, uh, President Biden, who have been talking about that for a long time and have been engaged in uh, geopolitical machinations in the Ukraine since 2014. And then uh, President Biden's Secretary of Defense, Lloyd or Or, or DeSantis. Leo Slayer or DeSantis. Leo Slayer said voting for Kennedy is like voting for Bush or DeSantis. Which is the same thing because it's the Bush same has thing. their hands right up DeSantis's ass. I mean, right now, Bush is playing fucking DeSantis like a puppet, like he's got his fucking arm up to the elbow in his asshole. Yeah. Just saying. All right. Anyway, my bad. Austin validated President Biden's statement by saying that our objective in the Ukraine is to exhaust and degrade the Russian army so they're incapable of having battles anywhere else in the world. Now, and indeed, many of the steps that we've taken in the Ukraine have seemed to indicate that our interest is in prolonging the war rather than shortening it. So if those are our objectives, to have regime change and exhaust the Russians, that is completely antithetical to a humanitarian mission. If it's... If, it, if we're there for a humanitarian mission, it means to reduce bloodshed and bring an end to the war quickly. If we're there to exhaust the Russians or regime change, then doesn't it mean that the Ukraine is just a pawn in a geopolitical battle between two great superpowers 
and that our strategy is to, is to put the flower of Ukrainian youth into an abattoir of death in order to exhaust Russia. And if that's true, then we need to know about it. If it's not true, then we need a pretty good discussion with the President and the Secretary of Defense and others to tell us exactly what are we Okay, whatever. It's going it, it to, it doesn't fine. go much further. But long story short, what he says at the end, no matter how right that sounds, it doesn't matter. The, the point is, is he still believes that there's a war going on in Ukraine. Well, his son was fighting there, so I've got, there's some kind of conflict going I, on. I there. hope we get to my Instagram tomorrow. Friday is Instagram night. Okay. We, we got to get to Instagram because I've got videos that, say completely different what his son said people just strolling around in kiev shopping on a beautiful day with Ooh, yeah yeah i've seen that too. where the fuck is the war yep yep there's no war trust me i've got video upon video from people over there that are telling me that there's no war going on and i'm right i'm not wrong the war that they're talking about, the battle that is happening, has nothing to do with anything near the center of Kiev or anything near that. Mm -hmm. It has all got to do with a little sparse piece of land that's off in the corner. Nobody gives a fuck about. Hmm. I'm just letting you know. This is, this is an act. This is to rile up other countries. I don't know who. Remember what Julian Assange said. That's why I played those two clips in succession. The media is the one that drummed up this war. The media is the one that is continuing this war. And the media is the one that could stop this war. Tell me something. Who is the, what was the media's first war? Mm. Just turned 50. What, Korea? Vietnam. 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 Vietnam's first time the media was ever involved in war. Yeah, when they integrated yep. journalists in yep. with the soldiers yep. to document what was going on. Because uh, Dan Rather, that's where he got it, made his bones. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Think about that. That all has to play here. Right now, we have journalists that are integ integrated. The problem with us, the problem with you all, you all are the citizen journalists. We're not. We might be the faces that come on at night. Yeah, we just play what y'all put out but there. But you send us shit. You're the ones that drag us down rabbit holes. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of you have sent us some really funky shit. I'm not. But before I talk about it, I've got to believe it because I've got to be in here. I've got to sit here and be able to say without a shadow of a doubt when I talk into this microphone that I believe it. It's not that I don't believe that your shit, what you sent me is right, wrong, and different. Just because I haven't gotten back to you doesn't mean I haven't seen it yet. I just got to be able to prove it a little bit first to myself before I can try and sell it to somebody else because I don't believe you can sell anything unless you believe in it. Um. Well, I do. I do have to claim a quick win for for both of us, actually, before we get out of here, which we have to get out of here. But I did put it in the show notes, so I, I do have to talk about it real quick. This comes from um, um, the the NIH. All right, from the, the Journal of Biomedicine. Um, <clears throat> you remember when you put me on COVID hiatus last year? Yes. Right. Um, a because I was falling down a very deep, dark rabbit hole of death and. She needed to be taken away from it. I had to be taken away from it. But the other thing too, and we talked about this a lot, 
um, was that uh, we talked about death so much that we were afraid that people would just start dying because of it. Okay. Yeah. 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 It just came up. Didn't it? That that's, that's coming out and the yeah. journal of biomedicine, um, it, they, they flat out say fear mongering and misinformation being peddled by people with no scientific training to terrorize people into staying unvaccinated is not just causing people to remain susceptible to viral outbreaks, but could also be causing more side effects seen in the vaccination process. So they're saying by us saying, listen, so what they're saying is by us saying that you, you might die if you get this vaccine. If subjects are panicked, concerned, stressed, or scared of the vaccination, their arteries will constrict and become smaller in and around the time of receiving the vaccine. So now it's our fault. Uh -huh. This is awesome. This, this is biological mechanism is the most likely cause for where there has been blood clots, strokes, heart attack, dizziness, fainting, blurred vision, loss of smell and taste that may have been experienced shortly after vaccine administration. The extreme mental stress of the patient could most likely be attributed to the fear mongering and scare tactics used by the various anti-vaccination groups. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you right now <laughs> when they come for us, if when, when I die, I'm just going to say this right now. I did not kill myself. Um, it was not it suicide was, by cop. It was not suicide by cop. It was defense of it was probably a property, probably a blaze of glory in my family. Yeah, I am saying that right now. I am. I have never, ever. You can ask my wife. I have never raised my hand towards my wife. No, I've never, ever even done anything that would Walls, even be considered yes. wife. That. No walls get punched all the time <laughs> hey i'm really good at spackling listen it's guys. totally our fault that jamie fox is paralyzed and blind lg you're absolutely right i'm just saying okay anyhow we gotta get out of we here do. before we kill we somebody else exactly um so <clears throat> my pillow mikey pillow go get yes. your my pillow dude they're having the warehouse sale right now go like oh shit that shit's amazing if you got the money i i know everybody doesn't right now so 80 off sweat it 10 bucks for a roll and go pillow that shit's amazing listen to me i get it i, I don't push this shit so you do you i know everybody can't afford it right now don't sweat it if you can't yeah we just push it because I believe in it. It's a good product. We've, we live on it. It's like half off a mattress right now and free shipping. We live on it. We love it. Yeah. I want you all to get a good night's sleep. So why not? It's pretty fucking amazing. So anyhow, I, if you want proof that I live on it, I will take pictures oh my God. on top of my mattress topper with the fucking 12 dozen my pillow pillows that we have before my parents sold their with beach my house. pillow uh, slippers on and my my pillow whatever the fuck the other the towel yeah and just that dude the my pillow towels are the bomb I'll all right even give you a we sexy have to get out of here <laughs> either way <clears throat> try that again so uh there we will get out of okay. here show uh for the mick and v lynn have a great night fuckers we'll see you tomorrow night again 5.45 for the pre-show. 6 p.m. for the regular show. Long yes. show tomorrow night because yes, Conversations Gone the Fringe comes on at like 5.30. And or, don't I mean, forget, Liana so. Wilbert's show tomorrow morning at 9.05 a.m. Start your day off right with a good kick in the ass because everybody needs it. So either way, till then, we will see you later, fuckers. Have a great night. Um, good night. Thanks for watching.
haters, but once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters, cause you'll be over your tater, I'm talking growing tomatoes, feeding the worms, I fish with later, I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave, before I take a knee as our anthem plays, my hands on my heart, I stand on what I say, and my second amendment handles what I can't, I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit, I'm just saying, there's the line, don't cross it, I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't Fuck around and find out. I love my 